What do you think is the importance of the CEO's office? Essential, central, and uh, impacting. What do you think the CEO's office does? Leading change. What do you think is the importance of CEO's office? I think discipline. What do you think the CEO's office does? Pata nahi. The CEO's office. This term sounds so fancy, has gravitas, and an aura of prestige and respect around it. But what is this office all about? In today's podcast, we will be peeling the different layers of the CEO's office. As per our market research, we found out that while people like to use fancy words to describe this office, most of them have no or little idea of what is the CEO's office, what does it do, and why is it important. While in a generic sense, yes, it is to support the CEO, but I wanted to dive further into the roles and responsibility of this office. When I hear the term CEO's office, what comes to my mind is the executive office of the President of the USA. Hello and welcome to the first episode of CEO Speaks in podcast with Jannat. Today we have a very special guest with us, Mr. Sharad Mehra, who is the CEO of Gus Asia Pacific. Gus or Global University Systems owns and operates one of the world's most diverse networks of higher education institutes all around the world. Welcome to my podcast, Sharad. Thank you for taking time out to share your thoughts and insights with us today. Thank you, Jannat. It's a pleasure to be here on this podcast. Looking forward to our conversation. So, uh, to begin with, um, what, how would you explain the role of a CEO in an organization? Well, actually, it's uh, not that easy to explain because in some ways, the CEO is the ultimate responsibility in the organization and therefore kind of has to be accountable for whatever the company does in maximizing the wealth to the stakeholders, in ensuring that uh, the larger organization objectives are uh, met. So in some ways, you can say it's, it's a role uh, which is that of an all-rounder, you know, you could have bat, bowl and field and sometimes all at the same time. So in some ways, at times, a CEO is a marketer, sometimes he's the head of finance, and sometimes, you know, chief people officer. So it's in fact, a lot of roles combined into one. And finally, you know, when we say, where does the buck stop? So it actually stops with the CEO in the organization. So I would say the, the ultimate responsibility for the sustainability and viability of the organization is with the CEO. And that's really what a CEO's uh, daytime job is. Wow. So in the beginning, I did use this reference uh, with our audiences that when I think of the CEO's office, I think of the executive office of the president of the United States. So just like the president, I feel the CEO has so much to do. You have to play so many roles in a single day and of such varied nature. So how do you manage to do all of this? Well, it's a lot to be done in a single day and, and definitely feel that for anyone, it's quite uh, challenging. And therefore, uh, what you need is a very strong support system that kind of works uh, uh, with you to manage uh, multiple tasks that happen uh, uh, during it, during the day. And that's why you have a you know, strong CEO's office in, in most large organizations, because uh, a CEO needs different level of expertise. A CEO needs to be you know present in multiple uh, spaces in uh, one time. Uh, and also, uh, the 
best way to utilize a CEO's time is to kind of give him or her all the information that is needed so that an executive decision can be made. And therefore, uh, having a competent, uh, committed and a passionate CEO's office is, is extremely important uh, for the success of any CEO. So CEO's office, this term sounds um, something with a lot of gravitas, uh, a lot of prestige attached to it. Uh, what are the job roles that are a part of the CEO's office? Because uh, I think for people, it's uh, important to understand that are these just the high ranking roles in the organizations that are a part of the CEO's office or is it something else? Look, the uh, the roles of, of uh, that exist in the CEO's office could be you know, different from every organization. But there are certain skill sets that are absolutely you know, needed uh, for this. You definitely need to have a, a strong personal assistant, somebody who can take care of uh, you know, all uh, uh, the daily travel, booking, calendar, because it does become uh, complicated. And the, the tasks may seem uh, trivial when I say it, but let me tell you that these are extremely uh, important in uh, that help in utilizing the uh, productivity and the time of the CEO. Then uh, you also have uh, uh, very strong people who manage uh, different projects that uh, the CEO is directly uh, involved in. And these projects could be of the nature of, uh, uh, you know, some which are uh, associated with the regular stuff that's happening in the organization. But then there are also some very specific uh, projects that are personally driven by the CEO. And therefore, the role of uh, the project manager is to ensure that uh, these uh, uh, projects are uh, uh, prioritized, they become the focus of the organization, and there is a certain cadence to it in the completion of these projects. Uh, in fact, I mean, the way I see the role of uh, uh, the project manager is really akin to the role of the chief of staff uh, in, 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 the, in the US uh, uh, system. So the chief of staff is the confidant of the president and uh, drives a lot of the agenda of the uh, president. And therefore, this is a very important uh, role in my office. Then you also need uh, people who have the expertise in uh, data analysis and visualization because organization is governed through numbers. So having uh, access to it, having a team of people who are dedicatedly working towards it so that the data can be uh, presented in a way that uh, facilitates faster decision making. So that's, that's another skill set uh, or a role that exists within the CEO's uh, uh, office. So while the, the way a CEO's office uh, is organized differently in different places, these would be the critical roles that uh, exist uh, in that setup. Uh, in, in a few cases, you also have uh, a few people who are uh, focused on the media and the PR side of it, those who kind of help uh, build the image of the CEO through social media and multiple other channels to the external world. Uh, sometimes you may have people who have uh, more experience in government relations uh, and, and uh, relationship with the larger uh, stakeholding world. So it may be a little different uh, from one place to the other. But generally, that's how the CEO's office is, uh, uh, you know, um, is, is organized. Now, if you look at the skill set of each role, it's really very uh, different. And that's really um, the point that I made, that the role of the CEO is very varied. It's, it's different. Therefore, you need a strong set of uh, people uh, to support the CEO and what uh, his objective uh, is. 
thank you for answering that sharad um so i understand that uh, you have held this position of a ceo since the age of 35 uh in various organizations uh i want to understand that since beginning have you had this uh, team report to you or uh, at a different time at a certain point in your career or with the kind of organization that you're working for that you felt the need to develop this team so janath when i started you know my stint as a ceo the scale and complexity of uh, what i was handling was small so it was easier to kind of manage most things by yourself and maybe having a a good personal assistant who can work with you but as the magnitude of what i was doing change as the complexity change the need to really have people who are working very closely with you on this specific area uh, you know came about and i think uh, a few years into my stint as a ceo i realized that it's important to have a team like that that's kind of working very closely with you so in the past i've also worked on a model where uh, some of uh, these functions may not directly sit in the ceo's office but they are kind of uh, you know part of different functions but work very closely with me on driving certain objectives but uh, i realized that that that's a model uh, which is kind of difficult to execute when the scale uh, becomes bigger and it needs to have uh, people with the right kind of an uh, expertise who can work uh, very closely with you and you also develop a certain sense of uh, you know trust in their competence and the ability to execute on what your uh, plan is uh, it also uh, helps you to kind of create uh, a little bit of a, a structure and a process to the you know the objective that you have set for yourself otherwise it sometimes becomes a very loose kind of a, a structure and where it is difficult to uh, execute the plan that you have So uh, while I understand that uh, in the CEO's office there there are different people and there will be different competencies uh, required for each of these roles but what are the uh, generic behavioral competencies that you look for when you are hiring somebody for your team So let me start with the first one which is extremely critical for this that is confidentiality it's very important that uh, I have uh, a full faith and trust in all the people that who are working directly with me because they are privy to some very sensitive information they are privy to sensitive conversations that uh, uh, happen and therefore it to maintain the integrity of the office is extremely important now along with that uh, ability to work hard because this is not an easy job and there are no fixed hours uh, to it like a ceo you know they are uh, supposed to be on the job 24/7 and do it with a smile so that's very important they also need to have uh, a lot of passion and energy in in what is uh, happening because what you realize is that there are several uh, projects that are of extreme uh, importance to the ceo and then eventually to the company uh, and these projects are very varied and if the team does not share the passion the enthusiasm that the ceo has sometimes it becomes very difficult to execute it on the ground and of course uh, very high level of uh, technical competencies in in what uh, um the individual is uh, uh, doing now if you kind of combine you know all of that with high uh, you know iq and eq then you've got somebody who's kind of really prepared uh, for this office and can handle multiple uh, set of responsibilities you you don't have an educational qualification that allows you to be part of uh, uh, this office it's the variety of experience that you have had your ability to deal with people your ability to influence 
a larger set of the organization without exercising the power of the office because that in some ways is, is counterproductive. Uh, CEO's office is not a, a source of uh, a power. It should actually be a source of influence through which the larger idea of the, of the individual who is at the helm of affairs percolates down to the rest of the organization. Coming to my next question, um, I'm going to ask this question in two parts and I would like you to answer it in two parts also. Uh, so I understand CEO's uh, office is important in a generic sense, but specifically, how is it important to the CEO and then to the organization? <clears throat> Look, if we uh, see the role of the uh, CEO, and as I said, the buck stops with the CEO. Therefore, the entire uh, accountability uh, for the organization's well-being and for the well-being of uh, hundreds and thousands of employees and their family in some ways rests with the decisions that are made in this uh, uh, office. Therefore, it's extremely uh, important the, of, of the, uh, the existence of this uh, uh, office is extremely important. And how... Uh does the CEO's team specifically support you? What is the importance to you? Okay. I think, first of all, managing my time productively. That's, that's very important for me and for any CEO. That we also have a limited amount of time every day and there are conflicting priorities. So if the CEO's office is well organized, then they can reduce the amount of time the CEO has to spend on each activity by giving the information which is needed by representing the CEO in various uh, meetings and uh, forums. So I think the productive management of time is, is the first thing that comes to my mind. The other uh, area where I feel, uh, where I find this uh, office very useful is that there are several you know, initiatives and innovations and new ideas that are always percolating in my mind. Uh, now, these ideas really don't belong to uh, any specific uh, uh, function or any specific uh, area till the time they, they kind of take uh, a certain shape. Now, from that ideation to a state where these ideas can be at least a proof of concept is where you need a bunch of people who can work very closely uh, with you to drive that agenda uh, going ahead. Oftentimes, I've seen that in the absence of a proper structure and a process, some of the ideas just drop by you know, on the side because there is nobody to really take them up. Uh, because everybody's busy kind of doing their day job. So you need a bunch of people who can then work on these uh, uh, ideas and then take it to the next level and then really hand it over to the organization to take care of it. I think that's another area where I find it extremely uh, useful. Uh, plus, also, I believe that uh, uh, the, the CEO office, if it is effectively organized, and in, the, in this case, I can say that that's how it is, you can also bounce off a lot of ideas that come because they also become your trusted uh, uh, you know, group of people, the counsel that's available uh, to you. Now you, in uh, your daily discharge of duties, you have a lot of uh, you know, functional expertise that's available. You'll have, have a head of finance, you will have a head of, a, head of uh, HR, you'll have legal, admin and all the other functions. Uh, but they are kind of in some ways uh, representing their uh, functions, but a wise council is where you can actually get multiple uh, different perspectives. And because you have personally chosen this group, you trust in their uh, competence and uh, integrity. And they also, uh, you know, in some ways working in working very closely with you, understand you very well. Therefore, it's a very interesting relationship that uh, comes. So it's not only that the CEO is giving instruction or advice to the 
the council members. It's also the council that is helping the CEO to become a better version of himself. So what do you say right now you have the perfect CEO's team? <laughs> it's difficult to say because perfection is something that you always strive for. But yes, I'm very proud of the team that I have a bunch of uh, you know, young, energetic individuals with a lot of fresh ideas and a commitment that uh, uh, I see. So yes, uh, uh, you know, they are striving well towards perfection. One last question. What does a typical day in the life of a CEO look like? <laughs> so Jannar, uh, let me tell you that uh, for a CEO, there is not a typical day. So a day which does not follow the other is, is really the example of a, a typical day uh, for me. So, you know, it, there, is, uh, there is activity, there is events, there are meetings. But one thing which is very consistent uh, across all the days, it, it is uh, uh, hectic, it is uh, long, uh, it needs uh, you know, a lot of uh, effort and you can be solving multiple uh, challenges and crises all at the same time. Whereas the next meeting could be about uh, something very positive that you have to do. So a very interesting and exciting uh, you know, possibility to be doing what I'm doing. And I'm really uh, enjoying that part of it. And I hope that the team that is working with me is also learning in that process because uh, in, in a few of them, I really see the potential to become a great CEO uh, themselves and to have their own offices uh, one day. So I hope that this experience will come in handy for them. Well, that brings us to the end of this podcast. Thank you so much, Sharad, for sharing your insights with us. Um, it was really, really interesting. And uh, looking forward to have you next time on the show as well. Thank you, Janet. It was a pleasure uh, talking to you. Now that we know the importance of the CEO's office, stay tuned for my next podcast on how to become a CEO. Thank you. <laughs>